Listening to this podcast is a beautiful way to gain insight and learn actionable steps that you can carry forward in your own life. But what if I told you there was a way for you to join in on the conversation? Well, here is your formal invitation to do just that. You can tap into a very free online community of like-minded people who came here to do the very same thing you did when you clicked play on this episode, to heal, grow, and expand their knowledge. And they are just as excited to talk about what they are hearing on this episode. I would be so honored to have you join us each week in a live group call over on the Peanut app. And if the thought of having to talk to a group makes you want to bury your head in the dirt, don't worry. Your participation is absolutely not required. You are more than welcome to just listen in on the live pod. If you are new to the Peanut app, it is a safe space for women to connect. Whether you're navigating fertility, pregnancy, motherhood, or just seeking a supportive community, Peanut provides access to that community filled with like-minded individuals who are there to listen, share information, and offer valuable advice. And they just so happen to have a live podcast feature, which is where you will find me discussing these topics among that community. The link for the Peanut app and my Root and Rise Peanut group are in the show notes for you. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on today's episode and introducing you to this loving online community that I've built. And if you have any suggestions for topics you want to discuss in future pods, I would love to hear from you. Now, let's get into the show. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Root and Rise podcast. My name is Brienne, and with each episode, I intend to plant some seeds of insight, help you water them with love, and send you off with a little extra light to help you root and rise. Today, we are talking about the best dating tips for new relationships, advice from a happily married woman. But first, I would like to acknowledge you, my listener and friend, for being here with me today. You are the reason for this podcast. I appreciate your presence, and I'm really excited to help you root and rise. It is no secret that I have had my fair share of bad relationships. I've talked about past domestic and sexual assault in my past relationships. And in my recent episode on red flags in relationships, I shared more about some other unhealthy and toxic relationships that I've found along the way as well. Relationships with cheating, lying, and manipulation. I'm talking all the red flags. If you've been following along with my podcast for a while, you've probably heard that I really try to find gratitude in these challenging experiences. I have an episode on this about my daily gratitude practice. Because of these negative and frankly traumatic experiences, I became very intentional about dating and clear in what I needed from a partner and the behavior I was willing to accept. I learned how to find my relationship patterns, break them, and find relational healing. Most importantly, I learned how to love and trust again, by loving and trusting myself while dating. When you experience any form of pain, betrayal, or heartbreak, it can be really hard to open up again, to love again, or trust another partner again. But if I can do it, so can you. And I'm here to walk you through what has helped me in hopes that it can lead you to a healthy, loving, and supportive partner that you are more than worthy of deserving. So let's dive right in. I already mentioned the first one, but there's no way I'm about to breeze past it. Number one, red flags in relationships. 
Know the red flags to watch out for in relationships. This is my first and most important dating tip to offer. I have an entire episode on red flags in relationships. Listen to it and bookmark the show notes on my website. Be constantly reviewing this while dating and even into early relationships. Red flags can be obvious from the start or creep into relationships slowly and unnoticed. Keep your eye out for these red flags. Trust me on this one. Hopefully this can protect a few of you out there from unhealthy or potentially dangerous situations. That alone makes everything I do on this platform worth it to me. Number two, manifesting a healthy relationship. Knowing what you don't want in a relationship is a clear path to finding out what you do want. Look at what hasn't worked for you in the past. Name your deal breakers in a partner, the behaviors, traits, or situations that you will absolutely not tolerate or accept in a relationship. Check out that list of relationship red flags that I have linked in my show notes. Now, take each individual negative for you and turn it into a positive and write them down like you are placing an order for the ideal healthy partner. Hear me out on this. We are going to be dipping our toes into the water of manifestation here. It's not only worth the chance of believing and envisioning this ideal partner, but this list that we are making is going to be a checklist of sorts for you to look at while you are dating. Because trust me, love and lust can make you blind to someone's faults. Having a list that you create with a clear mind will help you remember what you deserve. Building this intentionally can spare you a lot of time chasing after the wrong people. Even if you haven't tried or experienced manifestation before, this list is going to keep you on the right dating track. It's about the self-awareness that you want during dating. The more aware of these things that you are, the easier you will be able to recognize them. So let's take a few examples of how to turn a negative into a positive for this list, because positive thoughts are much stronger than the negative ones, and we aren't trying to attract negative traits in a partner. Let's say you can't handle somebody who is emotionally unavailable. Write down that you want a partner who is emotionally available and ready for commitment. Struggled with someone in the past who is too dismissive of your feelings? Say that you want someone who is a good listener, accepts you for who you are, and will validate your emotions. Do you see what I'm doing here? Make an effort to avoid anything superficial or too material on this list. Having specific preferences over how someone looks, their job, or the material items that they have won't make for a good partnership. Those things do not define someone. Good looks, a specific height, or a certain career choice won't comfort you in the middle of your darkest days. It's their values, character, and personality that you want to be focusing on. These are the things that will determine whether or not they will handle conflict appropriately, dry your tears when you experience loss, or understand you on a level that makes you feel seen and heard. Because you deserve all of these things in a partner. Why am I so passionate about this? Because it worked for me. My list was created over the course of a few years and altered after experiencing many bad dates and some failed relationships along the way. 
Really, it was a decent-sized list. I became much more efficient at spotting situations that were not right for me. My self-awareness grew from having this list to reflect back on, and I wholeheartedly believe that this list quite possibly manifested the love of my life. I met my husband on vacation in Hawaii. We spent a few months really getting to know each other and dating long distance before I realized he was my list. My entire list. It was then I became a firm believer in putting an order out into the world for what you want and never settling for anything less. I'm hoping that you can have this same experience for yourself or at least spare yourself from kissing one too many frogs along the way. Tip number three, focus on you. My third tip is also about staying clear-headed while dating. Too often we spend so much time worrying about whether or not we are good enough for them. If we are what they want, if we are doing or saying the right things or meeting their needs, it's all about them. We need to shift the focus back to our own needs. Because at the end of the day, if you are meeting somebody else's needs, but they aren't meeting yours, is this really a relationship that you want? Can you truly feel fulfilled or happy without your own needs being met? And that order or checklist that I just told you about is the perfect tool to keep your focus on you and your needs. Be continually reviewing it to make sure that they are fitting the bill. Focus more on whether or not they meet your needs. Whether or not they can make you happy. If they can treat you in a way that you deserve. I have ended up with too many bad partners this way because I didn't focus on myself enough, my happiness, or my needs to ensure that they were good enough for me. Really, I didn't start finding and dating more quality people until I switched that mindset around. I spent my time figuring out if they could make me happy, if they were saying and doing the right things for me, and if they were treating me in the way that I know I deserve to be treated. Of course, I treated them with the same respect and care that I wanted in return, but I quit stressing about whether or not that was enough for them. If the situation wasn't right for them, it wasn't right for me either. I was willing to be continually growing, expanding, and open to new experiences. But what I wasn't willing to do was sacrifice my true self or what I needed in a partner for someone else. Somehow, it made it feel less personal when things didn't work out while dating. And that made it much easier to keep moving forward. Dating tip number four, state your wants early on. Keeping up the theme of focusing on your needs, state what you want in a relationship. And seriously consider doing this early on. Why wait months to finally tell someone that you're looking for a serious relationship only to find out they're not in a place to offer that in life. If you know what you want and are very clear with others, you can save yourself a lot of confusion, pain, and time. Once I got into a place in my life where I knew I wanted a serious partner, marriage, and ultimately a family, I made that very clear. Did it scare off some people? Of course. But those are people who would have been scared off whenever I decided to tell them regardless of how early or late that happened. Someone who is exactly where you are now will not be afraid to hear what you want in life.
especially if you approach it in a way that takes the pressure off of them. How you deliver this message really does matter. Again, don't make it about them, like wanting to marry them or start a family with them. Instead, consider telling them that these are things that you are ready for and exactly what you are looking for with someone who is compatible enough with you. This type of delivery shows that you are not trying to fill the role of a spouse or parent to your child or any other placeholder in your life. It shows them that you are truly looking for the right partner with the same desires to walk into that life with you. Surprise, surprise, tip number five is still about you. You know I'm all about continually growing throughout life, and while you are dating is no exception. You can learn a lot about yourself through your experience with others, especially such vulnerable experiences like dating. Having a trusted source to turn to during this time can be really beneficial. Yes, I'm talking about therapy. You see, a lot of us develop relationship patterns once we've been out in the dating pool for a while. Or even if we've been in the same relationship for a long time before dating again. It can be helpful to have someone assess those patterns to see if there's anything else that can help you find healthier relationships. And now for the uncomfortable part. A therapist can also help you work out your own personal issues that you might be bringing into the relationship. I really hate the term baggage when it comes to relationships, so let's turn it into life experiences. We all have our own life experiences that we are bringing into relationships. Some help us to be the beautiful and wonderful partner that we are, and some can create conflict or discomfort. No one is perfect. If you or your potential partner were named as perfect, I'd be really concerned. It's okay to have personal issues that you need to work through, and it's actually really normal to have these come up in relationships. This is a beautiful opportunity for relational healing, and a therapist might just be the perfect guide for that journey. This next tip is to look into what your attachment style might be, or just educating yourself on the different attachment styles that people can have in relationships. I talked about this in my episode on the mother wound and how your relationship or lack thereof with your parents or caregivers in early childhood can impact how you show up in relationships later on in life. Though that's not the only way these attachment styles are formed. In my episode on mother wounds, I spoke about how attachment disorders can be formed with mother wounds. We will find ourselves seeking out validation in similar relationship patterns, not necessarily because we like them, but because it's how we identify love or what feels the most comfortable for us. And I don't mean comfortable in an enjoyable sense, but in a familiar sense. For example, if you have an anxious attachment style, you might be needing more reassurance that you're good enough, pretty enough, or worthy of sticking around because you don't believe it yourself. You might feel very dependent on your partner for having your needs met and incredibly anxious, worrying about them leaving you or being upset with you. Or you might be like me and have an avoidant attachment style. You might be social and easy to be around but are overly independent. You don't like relying on others and prefer to meet your own needs. The avoidant part of this attachment is what keeps you from letting people in too far or getting vulnerable with others. You're essentially keeping them at a safe distance to try and prevent yourself from getting hurt. 
Understanding both your attachment style and potential future partners can help you better understand the types of partners that you attract, the ways that you both interact, and why some of these dating experiences have ended. It was a real game changer for me in my dating life. Tip number seven is simple yet wildly impactful. This piece of advice was actually passed along to me from my dear friend, Walter Cardona. I'm going to censor it a little bit because I know some of you listen around little ears. He told me that if it's not an F yes in a relationship, then it's an F no. Meaning if you aren't excited, invested, and completely into it, it's a no. I don't want to be somebody's maybe, and you certainly don't deserve to be somebody's maybe. So why would you ever settle for someone that you aren't truly sure of? If you find yourself at any given point not really feeling into it, remove yourself from it. Spare their feelings and don't drag it out. The right person will have you continually looking forward to what's next, even in the hard times, because the hard times are inevitable, but you need to be invested and completely on board to work through those hard times in order to survive them. And tip number eight, gauge compatibility in relationships. I have an article on my website called Planning a Marriage that helped me ensure that I was setting myself up for a successful future with my partner. It can be used to determine compatibility, even if you are not looking into marriage with your partner right now. I'll have it linked in my show notes so you can look over the list of questions, and my best advice is take your time with this. These are not easily digested questions. You will want and need some time to really consider your answers and to give your partner the same. And don't panic if you don't answer every question the same. You are unique and beautiful in all of your own ways, and so is your partner. When you come across any differences in opinion on topics like politics, parenting, or finances, consider what things are deal breakers and what differences you are truly, honestly able to live with peacefully. So what do you think about these tips? What insight are you taking into your dating life moving forward? And how do you think that it will change the way that you show up on dates or even in relationships? I would love to hear about your thoughts and experiences using these. And if this brings up any questions for you, head over to my website, Instagram, or TikTok to ask me. You might just inspire a podcast like this one. Thank you for tuning in to the Root and Rise podcast. As always, I am so grateful to have you here with me today. I hope that this has brought you some insight and inspired you to root and rise in your own life. I love hearing from you. So please follow me on Instagram at root and rise podcast and be sure to send your comments, questions, or just reach out to say hello. I love making new friends. If you would like to review notes on today's episode, head over to root and Make sure to subscribe. And if you loved what you heard today or know someone who would benefit from hearing it, please take a screenshot and tag me to share this on your social media. My name's Brienne, and until next time, I'll be sending you so much light so you too can root and rise.